Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am joined by my friend, Father Michael White. He's the pastor of Nativity Catholic Church in Timonium, and I'm just so excited to have him here. We're going to talk all things Holy Week and Easter, and it's just going to be a really great episode, so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. I'm putting a lot of energy into it, and we haven't even started recording yet because I just I just feel it. So, Father Michael, thank you so much for being with us. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful. I had two bowls of Frosted Flakes, and I'm just... I think the sugar high will get me through the entire episode, so I'm really feeling it. But I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself to all of our listeners. Sure. I'm pastor of a fairly large church here in North Baltimore, in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, which I love being pastor of the the church. And it's a great honor to have that responsibility and that opportunity. A few years ago, we published a book with Ave, Rebuilt, which was about parish renewal, and it attracted a lot of attention and hopefully has helped a lot of parishes in many places around the country. So we've been busy about that as well in the past few years. That's amazing. I was telling your your colleague, Tom, that I have your rebuilt books in my office at the diocese and so and so do my coworkers. So you guys got big fans in the diocese of Orlando. So we're really I'm happy to be able to talk to you and then also share the good news with my coworkers. So so I'd love to hear more about your new book that you have, Seriously God. Um and happy to I have would, a copy here. <laughs> amazing. You know, I talked to Tom a little bit about it, and it's just it's so it's so interesting because I think we're all pondering, especially now, why, <laughs> just why. And there's so many of us, I'm sure, that are like, okay, come on, you know, every day, whether it's to ourselves or to God or to, you know, and just like to our neighbor, and we're just asking each other, like, what is going on? And so um, I would love for you to share, we've already heard from Tom, but I would love for you to share kind of what inspired you to want to pour into this book um, and kind of what you've been seeing and what your what your hopes are. Well, we usually preach, I usually preach in what we call message series. We take a single topic and over a period of time, over four or five or six weeks, we kind of dig down into that, into that topic. And a couple of years ago, really pre-COVID, um, we did a series called Seriously God, trying to make sense out of life, not making sense. And then we got hit with COVID, And now, of course, there's all the disruption politically and in terms of of the Ukrainian situation and disruption elsewhere in the world, that this question seems at the forefront of everybody's thinking and feeling and, and our prayer as well. How in the world does all this make sense? And so we published the book, Ave published the book just this past fall. And we've encouraged a lot of parishes to use it as well in terms of preaching and and teaching. If they've got a small group program, it's a great resource for small groups as well. Yes. And what an amazing resource. I mean, 
it's sad to say, like, what an opportune time for a book like that to come out. But what an opportune time book like that to come out. Because like I was saying, it's like, it came out last fall, and just how many things have happened between then and now, you know, and it's just amazing to think about the accompaniment that people can feel when they read something like that. Because I think there's a lot of things that encourage us to, you know, restructure our prayer lives, how to devote more time to the Lord, how to be more hopeful, but not a lot of things that just kind of sit with us in the uncomfort of just things not going right and just being frustrated. So I'm really happy that that exists. And thank you guys for for even doing that, because I think there's a serious need for people to just feel like they're just being sat with. So I think that's amazing. And I also think that we are easing into Holy Week. It feels like it feels like the Lenten season just started. It's amazing how weeks just kind of go by by by. And it doesn't seem like we were just in Advent and Christmas. So now that we're making our way towards Holy Week and Easter, I think for me, there's a really awesome, I was encouraged a few years ago by a priest during Holy Week to really unite my sufferings and my hardships to God's sufferings, especially, you know, during His suffering and Good Friday, et cetera. And so I think there's a lot of powerful things that we can do then. And for me, since I've started doing that, it's made my experience during Holy Week a lot more significant. And it's just made it better for me, which has been great and my relationship with the Lord. But I know that there's probably a lot of people that ease into Holy Week and then the Easter season and they just kind of don't know how to make it the best that it can be. So I'm sure you shared a lot of tips and tricks, but I would love to hear any kind of tips, tricks, things that you would recommend to people to just, you know, segue themselves into that liturgical season in the best way that they can. Well, I think that the church calls on us in this season of Advent to slow down and to take it in a more deliberate kind of way. Hmm. when it comes to prayer and personal spirituality. And that's a hard thing for a lot of us to do. And it could very well be that we've gotten to this point in Lent and we really, you know, haven't in a a lot of ways. We intended to, but it just, it didn't really happen. And to everybody who is with us today, I would just encourage you, you still got time. You can still make it happen, especially, especially during Holy Week. Each day of Holy Week can be a holy day, and you can approach it as a real gift to be treasured, to be embraced, to be enjoyed in a in a sense, if that's if that's the correct word for the holy days of Holy Week. Hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh, what a word. And I know that you probably speak to so many people. I love what you said just about slowing down. And for me, I have such a problem slowing down. It seems like unless unless I'm being instructed to, you just kind of don't even realize how many things that you're doing, especially if you're doing those things earnestly, right? Like sure. it's all for good intention. I want to pray better. I want to have a better relationship with God. I want to, at the end of, you know, the Lenten season, I'm going to be like a super Catholic. It's going to be great. But then you put so much pressure on yourself that you're not actually engaged in what's actually happening. So 
what advice would you give to someone to actually slow down well? And what does that look like? Because I know as we all want to improve, there's there's probably a way to do it that's a little bit more balanced. Sure. Well, why not take Holy Week and schedule yourself, schedule your Holy Week. Take some time to discern how you're going to take time during Holy Week. For many parishioners, I know here in our parish, they were not able to join us for Holy Week services for the past couple of years. Hmm. So this could be a reintroduction to some very special liturgies and some very special opportunities for prayer that maybe you know, we took for granted previously, or we just kind of went through the, the motions because they were so familiar to us, can be a reintroduction to those very special days. There's Palm Sunday, which is such a beautiful, moving liturgy to just immerse yourself in. You know, where are you going to celebrate that? And how are you going to prepare for that? There's in your diocese, the Chrism Mass with the bishop at the cathedral. And if you have the opportunity to take part in that, that's an extraordinary gathering of the diocesan family and a renewal for priests in their priestly ministry, but also a renewal for all of us in our commitment to the larger church. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, Holy Thursday Mass of the Lord's Supper, Good Mm -hmm. Friday, the service of the Passion, and Holy Saturday, the Easter Vigil. Can you take part in any of those? Can you be a part uh, of those gatherings at your at your parish? This episode of Spotlight is brought to you by Sock Religious. Sock Religious is amazing, y'all. Just to give you insight as to what it is, I have a devotion to St. Josephine Bikita, St. John Paul the Great, St. Therese of Lisieux, you know, the Avengers of Catholic saints. And Sock Religious has amazing socks, t-shirts, sticker packs with all of these saints on them. Not only are they evangelizing, but they also look super dope. So make sure to check out more of what Sock Religious is doing on their website, SockReligious.com. I think that their stuff is super cool and I am blessed to be able to evangelize and flex some really cool attire. So make sure to check them out at SockReligious.com. Thank you so much. God bless. Growing up, I didn't really care much about the whole Catholic thing, which is funny now. I think 15-year-old Chanel would just be like, what is going on? How is she here? But when I went to college, I had an awesome opportunity at Ave Maria to really like be present into in the Holy Week liturgies and, and services. And it was just such a cool opportunity to actually go and to learn what they were about and to just be present in, you know, the Easter vigil and all of those things that I never really got to do when I was younger. And they're just so beautiful. And now that I'm an adult, like Easter is one of my favorite times where I used to be a Christmas girl, which still very much am a Christmas girl. But Easter, I'm like, wow, you know, there's something about the darkness and then all the candles being lit there's just nothing like it. It's um, it's such a cool feeling. And you really feel like, you know, Jesus is 
come back from the dead and this is the coolest thing in the whole world. So for you, I would love to know what is your favorite part of Holy Week and Easter season, if I can combine both. It's probably super hard for you because it's so long and there's so many awesome things happening. But what is your favorite thing that happens during that whole season? Well, you know, I, th- I think of the, the joy of Easter Sunday morning and the joy of the children on Easter Sunday. That's so special. The palms on Palm Sunday, the lighting of the candles at the vigil. There are just so many moments that, that stand out and really touch the heart and move this, this spirit. But the highlight of the week is always going to be the Triduum. And, you know, if you take the Triduum as a whole, Holy Thursday, Mass of the Lord's Supper, Good Friday, Service of the Passion, and the Easter Vigil, they re- really form one single liturgical celebration. The Holy Thursday Mass, if you attend, really has no end to it. You celebrate the Eucharist, and then the church, everybody leaves the church. The church is left in darkness. The Eucharist is taken away, and you're just left with an unfinished kind of liturgy. On Good Friday, if you go to the service of the Lord's Passion, there's no beginning to it. The priest just comes in in silence, Mm. and the liturgy of the words begins. And two on Good Friday, there's no end to the service. You distribute communion, and then the priest leaves. It's the middle part of those three solemn liturgies. And then, of course, on Holy Saturday, it all comes to a close. If you celebrate all three together, it can be rather like a very powerful retreat, Hmm. consolidated three-day retreat. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I I remember, you know, going to Good Friday and showing up. And it's amazing how emotionally they're so impactful once you engage in them. And I remember showing up, everything's covered, very sad, and just feeling so sad <laughs> on, you know, on Friday and then on Saturday, just feeling so sad, but hopeful. And then Saturday evening, just in the darkness and there being such a like budding anticipation for what's going to come. And then, you know, with some of my dear friends, we went to Easter Vigil and we decided that we, whatever we were going to do, we were going to like have a big party afterwards. So we went and, you know, and the whole Easter Vigil is like forever long, but so beautiful. And once all the candles were lit, it was so exciting, went through the whole mass. One of our dear friends became Catholic. So awesome. And yeah, it was just so amazing. And then at the end of it, everyone's hugging and we went back to my house and had food and must have been up till like three. And I was just like, this has to be what, (laughs) like the resurrection, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like you were saying, it really is a retreat and it brings you through all of the emotions of, you know, in a micro way of what everyone else must have experienced in that actual time of just that sadness and then that longing, but then that hope and like, you know, excited energy once like they found out that Jesus rose and that's just such a amazing thing. So that's that's so beautiful. I love that you shared that. So 
I am curious, where can we find more information about what you are doing and, you know, what you have going on? Where can we follow you? Sure. Check out our website, churchnativity.com. And our Holy Week schedule is there. Our Easter Sunday schedule is there. You can also join us online. We broadcast our weekend masses on Saturdays at 5, on Sundays at 9 and 1045, and rebroadcasts at 1230 and 5:30. So you can always join us online. We have a very, very robust online community, especially following, you know, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we have chat hosts. You can say hello and, and join the chat. Wow, that's amazing. Oh my goodness. And at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest about something that gives them hope, whether it's something that you're looking forward to or something right now that's giving you hope. If you need time to think about it, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? Well, you know what gives me hope? You you mentioned it. Those who are entering the church, this hmm. Easter vigil, we have about 25 here at wow. the church. Wow. Whoa. And it gives me great hope to see their joy and their excitement as they get ready for the vigil. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is that is so amazing. I will be praying for them. That's it. Those that's so exciting. That's always the coolest thing. And I remember when my friend became Catholic at the party afterwards, we were all like, okay, Matthew, what was it like? Like, what did you think about? You're like free from sin <laughs> in this, you know, couple minutes. And hopefully, like you didn't sin in like the the <laughs> minute between then and right now. Like, have you sinned between then? Is it too personal for me to ask that? And it was just so cool to be like, what is it like to be renewed and like fresh on the scene? And, you know, it's just such a beautiful thing. And and we can learn so much, I believe, from people that are becoming Catholic. And I think so many times we become really comfortable. And so it's just very inspiring to see people that are taking their faith to task, you know, and it's just such a beautiful witness, I think, to all of us, even us, us that grew up Catholic. So that's such a cool thing. I'll be praying and everyone listening will be praying for each one of your soon to be Catholics. Welcome to the to the fam. That's it's a good family to be in. So, yeah. That's amazing. And what were you going to tell us you're hopeful about? Ah, okay. So something that um, I'm hopeful for, I have been spending a lot of time with my mom. For everyone listening, every episode I end up sharing a hope about my mom, but I've been spending a lot of time with my mom since I've been home, which has been really great. And her and I are really trying to get outside more, especially now that it's warm here in Florida. And, and warm for us is like, anything above 80 degrees. We're very much wusses. I know for <laughs> I know for other people they're like, "Oh my gosh, anything above 10." But um so we're really trying to get outside more and I'm hopeful that we can do some fun things outside in spring, summer and just spend more time together as mother and daughter and just really hopeful to spend more time with her and my other sisters. We're also in a book club together um as like daughters and mother. And so just excited to spend more time with them and hopeful that that can bear good fruit, all of our intentional time together. And I think, I think it'll be really good. And for Easter, for all of us to just, you know, rejoice in the resurrection, it feels, it feels like a really 
it's felt really heavy, especially these past couple months. And so I think the glory of the resurrection will be a good dose of joy, which I'm hopeful for. And then it just says a third one, the Pope consecrated Russia. So I'm really hopeful that that is something that is, I know that it will be active and I'm I'm hopeful that everyone's prayers united will will bring an end to this tragedy. So hopeful for a lot of things, um, but, you know, mostly just how God will continue to work in these next couple months. I'm really hopeful that something good will happen. So yeah, thank you for asking. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Oh my gosh. And thank you so much for being a guest with us. Um, We'll make sure to put all of your books and information about your church in our show notes so people can check that out. And I'm really looking forward to talking with you again. In the meantime, for everyone listening, it's like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. So Padre is, you know, really giving us his prime time. This is like the best time of the weekend. So thank you so much for being with us. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Come visit us sometime. Oh, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm here for a visit. So (laughs) that's amazing. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Father Michael White for being our guest. Make sure to check out his book, Rebuilt with Tom Cochran, who we spoke to just last week, as well as their book, Seriously God, on Ave Maria Press's website. It's super awesome. I'm really looking forward to talking to y'all next week. In the meantime, please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.